everybody's attention. I need everybody's attention. DJ Blake. We're experiencing a couple of mechanical difficulties. I'm hoping that we'll be really shortly. I want to go to the woods where I'll be okay Oh, oh I wanna go to the woods where I'll be okay I wanna splash in the creek and laugh and play This is DJ Blake, and my next guest doesn't let his past define him, but uses the lessons he's learned to help inspire others, and let people know that it's okay to make mistakes, as long as you can learn from them and move forward to better yourself. Introducing Carter Costello. I wanna splash in the creek and laugh and play don't wanna think or care about another day. Welcome back, everyone. This is DJ Blake, keeping you up to date with all the hottest hip hop news and sneaker talk. And today, I'm with a very special guest, the one and only Carter Costello. <laughs> there we go. So Carter, I like what you're wearing today. You're wearing a fur with the Uggs also. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen that actually shorts on top of khakis. You know, you just got to do it. Rock the fashion, <laughs> but keep the warmth of the winter Yes. <laughs> so I found you because I just interviewed Lorelai and her boyfriend slash producer, Moses. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you had a song with her. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> and also, I just talked to the guy before the interview, and you were part of the residency. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So yeah. the artists that I find that are really... Because uh, I don't want to say this as like a bias type thing, but like the artists that are really on the right path, in my opinion, are the ones have who have done those programs like the residency or like Totem Star. Mm-hmm. Because I see artists posting who have not done any of those programs, and they're just like starting to rap or sing or anything like that, and they're like... I'm the best lyricist out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you know that? Have you done any programs to like, yeah. expand your knowledge or anything? Yeah. So how, when did you start the residency? Because it's been together for like five years now. Yeah, the residency, I just did this last year. And then oh. before that, I did the winter retreat up oh. in Fort Warden. Oh, wow. It's kind of like a, a different stem of the program. And yeah. they just take you all to a little secluded area. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if you've been up there to the peninsula. I think... I think like once or twice. Yeah, it's yeah. hella cool. But yeah, it's beautiful. Put you with nature, um, have you writing stuff, like yeah. a bunch of different workshops and yeah. learning more about your own platform and what you're trying to do with music. Right. And just kind of put you in a midst of like a bunch of other artists who are doing the same thing. Yeah. So you can work as a community. Yeah. Yeah. Similar with the residency as a whole too, but yeah. just different setting, you know? Yeah, that's dope. <laughs> that's yeah. actually really cool. Like all those programs, I just think that they need to be promoted better, mm-hmm. which is really weird because Malcolm Moore's like the face of it. Yeah. And it's still not promoted as much as I think it should be. Yeah. You know? I think to an extent, like there might be some intention of keeping it a little more low key because uh. if it was full, 
Well, I don't know, because you want to help everybody, but trying to help everybody yeah. at one time could be a little, you know, if you had like hundreds or wow. thousands of people trying to hit up the residency every year, huh. then it would just be way overboard, you know? Yeah, that makes sense, actually, because then at that point you might have to, if you wanted to get certain people in, you might have to start charging them in a way. And isn't um, the residency free? Like, it's, isn't it free, right, to get in? Yeah, it's free. It's actually intended for yeah. underprivileged youth. Yeah. So the kind of, it's kind of like an opposite intention of, yeah. like, charging people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's That's to cool, give though. people without certain resources the resources right. they need to do something. Right. That makes yeah. sense. Cool. Yeah. So your newest single is called To the Woods, Not in the Woods. Like everyone yeah, thinks. not in the woods. <laughs> Everybody says in the woods. And <laughs> you're in the music video, you're... In the woods, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am in the woods. But basically, are you are you a nature guy? Oh, uh, I guess you could say I'm a nature guy. So I was actually raised Quaker, which oh. is kind of like a, a hippie influence. Quaker like, Oats. Really, yeah, Quaker Oats. <laughs> Praise the old me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's like, it's very, um, based on love thy neighbor and equality right. and stuff like that. And a lot of the people are super into activism and spend right. a lot of time in nature. Mm-hmm. So I guess from a young age, I've had that as an influence, right. you know. Is it different than Amish, though? It is very different. <laughs> <laughs> I think of Quaker yeah. or Amish. No, it, it sounds, because, like, the, the oatmeal guy <laughs> looks just like... <laughs> That's funny as fuck. But if you're a nature-type guy, you're wearing a fur, though. Isn't that, yeah, like... Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's pretty warm, though, I bet. It's cold lately in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so, I gotta bundle up. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I'm just wearing a T-shirt. Dude, my favorite jacket, I burnt it on accident. Shit. Like, I was standing too close to, like, a light. Mm-hmm. And it's a down jacket, so it's all freaking feathers inside. Mm-mm-mm. I have this huge hole in it, and it's, like, the warmest jacket with all these feathers come out. Was it a heat lamp? Yes, yes. Damn it. Because <laughs> we were promoting for, like, the station at Wild Waves, uh-huh. like, a month or two ago now. And, dude, Wild Waves is so sketchy. <laughs> Literally, we were there, and this guy, the last time we were at Wild Waves, this guy got shot in the face. What? <laughs> during our shift. I was like, what Yo, the? Yeah, what are you going to expect? <laughs> Federal, I know. <laughs> yeah. It was bad, though, but... Yeah, that's shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Rip my jacket and rip that guy, but... <laughs> For real, damn. But what? how do you describe your music? Because it's like... It, I want to say what I think it is. I yeah, think yeah. it's like... Indie trap. That's what I kind of... Huh. <laughs> that's what I kind of <laughs> get out of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I actually don't really know. Like, whenever yeah. people ask, I'm like, it's a mutt, you know? It's, it's a collective <laughs> genre, and... <laughs> My homie Ryan told me a minute ago, he was like, bro, your genre's urban contemporary. <laughs> so I was like, urban contemporary? Okay, and I've just been telling everybody yeah, it's that. That's dope. Though. Yeah, but honestly, I don't know. I just yeah. take a bunch of influence from, like, a huge variety of artists. Like, mm-hmm. same goes when people ask me what my favorite artist is, because really I've had so many different influences yeah. over the years. Mine you know, always like, changes. Exactly, you know? I yeah. was like... Raised with some U2 and James Taylor, yeah. and my mom hella like Fleetwood Mac, yeah. and then grew up and started doing drugs, right. and <laughs> started listening to Two Chains. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, like, are you, are you is Quaker in Seattle though, or like in this area? Everywhere, yeah. It's really? Not, it's not like you can't you be in the city in a though. Community, no, it is in the city. What? Yeah. So I need to get this Amish mindset out of it's my. It's not Amish. <laughs> <laughs> so, I could I I could have possibly gone to school with someone that was a Quaker then. Yes. Weird. It's quite possible. So it's like you said, it's like a hippie type thing? Yeah, it's like a, if hippie was a religion, that would be it, you know? Do you smoke like, a lot of weed then? Nah, not, I used to, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
What are your opinions of people who like smoke during their studio session, after, mm. before? Like, uh, honestly, my opinion on on that whole thing is like if you can do something and still like function, function and manage your life, you right. know, like then yeah, go ahead. Right. You know, like if you want to smoke and then go record, like yeah. sure, go do that. <laughs> but a lot of the time. <laughs> When people smoke and they right. try to record and they're just like stumbling over themselves and can't fucking yeah. do anything, you know, yeah. then don't do it. <laughs> what I've seen is like after you smoke for a while, you you get on this like different level where like you're a high functioning mm-hmm. weed person. Like it actually helps you. Like I've seen yeah. like a lot of people are like, yeah, I need to smoke before I do this because I'm actually better after it. Mm-hmm. But is that just like leaning on it as a crutch or do you think like it's another l- mindset level that you've reached? Yeah. I've heard homies say, like, bro, I drive better when I'm drunk. Just, no! <laughs> okay, okay, I get it yeah, now. It's, it's like, I don't know, like, either, it really depends on the yeah. individual, because some people could be hella out of control with some shit, right. and some people could be, right. like, on the right path and able to manage their huh. lives. I think it's really just an individual basis thing. That's very true. You know? That's why people can't, shouldn't copy, like, these rappers exactly. they see, though, because yeah. it's individual. Yeah, because if somebody can do it and manage, that doesn't yeah. mean you can Wow, that's a good point, though. Yeah. (laughs) So what crowd do you, if you can't decide what type of genre you're in, Mm -hmm. what type of crowd do you associate with when you are going to make connections and stuff like that? Mm. Really, I think it's kind of similar to my music. I'm very versatile, Mm -hmm. and I kick it with a lot of different people at a lot of different places, you know? Mm -hmm. And kind of going off of that weed thing, like, I am (laughs) sober right now. You know, like, I've been sober for five Five years. days. Five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I got sober when I was 15. I got yeah. sent away for a long, oh, no. long time. Oh, no. For two years. Is that when you became quick? I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's when I became same, Amish, same actually. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, but that kind of plays into, like, my, um, what do you say, like, relations, yeah. like, in the residency, for example, like, especially in a hip-hop community around a bunch of youth, like, mm-hmm. it's not really fucking cool to be sober or yeah. like not smoking weed or whatever that's weird you know? though so it kind of like that separates me a little bit mm-hmm. but I still like take pride right. in the shit and don't let it bring yeah. me down you know that's a good point that like I think for me especially I think it's better to be clear minded with whatever you're doing mm-hmm. that way you stay out of trouble also mm-hmm. and if you do still do troubling shit when you're clear minded that means you're a fucked person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it actually helps you decide like people get to know you as a person your personality traits mm-hmm. like Harvey Weinstein. I don't think he was under the influence when he was touching people. Yeah, yeah, man. Sometimes it's just you. Right. (laughs) True. So you you hang out with hip hop artists though, right? Mm -hmm. And and you've had them on your songs too, but they don't. Do you go to them or do they come to you? Because you are. You say you're like versatile though. Mm -hmm. Do people appreciate that or? Well, actually, we were talking a little bit before we started about this. Uh, For me and my like different variations of music that I yeah. make a lot of people in the Seattle community will question it and not fully accept it right off the bat you know yeah. because it sounds different and I'm not necessarily following some mainstream artist who's mm-hmm. doing the same thing I am I'm just yeah. kind of like growing this homegrown yeah. like new thing you know mm-hmm. and some people hear that and they're like what the fuck is this like mm. and don't want to participate or yeah help me or make music with me or whatever it might be um and it's kind of a complication but it really kind of helps you like find the real ones in the midst of the fake yeah yeah that makes sense though i think people are 
starting to realize it's important to be unique, you know? Because mm-hmm. like, if you look at it, if you're a hip-hop artist or, or upcoming hip-hop artist that is following the trends of mainstream, mm-hmm. you definitely, oh my gosh, it's still my favorite word right now. Phrase, instant gratification is like a huge thing I've been mm. talking about lately. Mm. Mm-hmm. And basically you'll get that instant gratification because you're following the mainstream wave. Yeah. But that's why tight beats are so successful also because you're mm. like, Drake... X J Cole type beat. Yeah. Oh, I want to do that type beat. Yeah. But it's because you're trying to sound like someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. But basically, you get that instant gratification of like twenty thousand views, whatever. But then you're not getting signed, or no one's actually like picking you up off of that, you mm-hmm. know. Because it's, it's not timeless. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's just what everyone else is doing. Yeah. So I think, even for me, like doing a podcast, that's like. I get people who are excited and interested, but it's still rough. No one's really doing like podcasts and like, think about like, you're in your own wave, right? Mm -hmm. And what you're doing, I'm doing this podcast thing. You can't, you're not going to get signed off a podcast really, you know, you have to, you have to like form those connections. Mm -hmm. So it's like an obscurity type thing, you know? But the thing that I'm, the point I'm trying to make is like, it's better to go on your own path because you're doing it in your own way. And people, it might take years but people eventually like recognize that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm not, I don't think anyone should be actually worried about instant gratification because think about it. Like Malcolm, I love using him as an example because mm-hmm. he started off like, he was making music for a fuck ton of time, like a long yeah. ass time. And it took him forever to like actually gain traction, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because he was doing his own thing. Yeah. So I think it really, views right now don't matter that much even though I love your music video and it was only like it was only has like 300 views yeah. and that shit is timeless I think that's dope as fuck yeah for thank real you. thank you but you don't you can't like focus on those views right now you have to think about it in the future because if you blow up people are gonna want to look back at like your old stuff also mm-hmm. and that's when the views come into play yeah but it just it, it just I just think it's really interesting how like music world the world works with music because mm-hmm. people don't realize it is more or less like the NFL and sports, but mm. people don't see that because they see like how easy it is to blow up in an instant. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're gonna the longevity isn't there. Mm-hmm. You can't really like blow up as like NFL star yeah. and be gone the next year. Like you have they cherry pick you like after staring at you for like multiple years through high school, college, mm-hmm. and then they decide if they want you in the NFL. Yeah, keeping track of yeah. one person. Yeah. So it's. Like, even, like, the yodeling kid, you know? <laughs> Do you see anything from him anymore? <laughs> no, absolutely not. But you could even look at, like, bigger artists, like, say, uh, Little Pump, for example. Yeah. You know, Blueface. Yeah. Like, both of those people had very short time periods. And mm-hmm. at the time, everybody was going crazy, like, Blueface, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And all that shit. But, like, now, how much do you hear about right. either of them? Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's on different, like time waves mm-hmm. or whatever but you know what i mean right it's like stuff yeah it's, it's just kind of a, a phase yeah you know it's not making music that yeah. really speaks to your soul and that somebody is going to feel something it's mm-hmm. like just something people are going to gig to for yeah two to six months and then forget <laughs> about forever yeah. you know people eat that shit up though they like that like that yeah. instant thing but i don't know i think i think the artists, I think it's just really important to be part of like the residency or Totem mm-hmm. Star because I think, I could be wrong, but do they teach you how to be like your, your own unique person in a way? In I mean, a way, those- I mean, from my opinion, that's something you kind of got to find by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? 
But I think with the residency, what it does is it plugs you in with a community of people. Right. It teaches you the basics about music, mm-hmm. and it shows you. I would say it shows you how to be able to find yourself. Yeah. If right. that makes sense. So it doesn't just hand it to you and be like, hey. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that makes here's sense. Here's you. I found it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So do you think, like, when did you start making music? You started? Uh, tricky question. So I've been, like, singing forever. Yeah. You know, like, when I was a baby, I would be, like, eating food and humming bah, away. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> 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 Uh, I started playing guitar and singing yeah. and doing like some classical shit yeah. that I wasn't a super fan of. You know, right. it was just like my mom was like, "You should play guitar." Mm-hmm. So I was playing classical Suzuki method guitar. Oh shit! And, like having guitar recitals, you know, like <laughs> super white kid. And then <laughs> the Asian I mean? kids are the ones that are stuck doing like the piano, yeah, like in exactly. the malls and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always always see them in the malls performing. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's clowning. But, but but with um. Like, what I'm doing now, that's kind of been... So, I got sent away to rehab in 2013. Right. And from 20 to thir- 2013 to 2015, I was, like, in treatment, and I oh, had a wow. guitar, and I had my voice, and I had yeah. a notebook. So, I started writing songs and playing it on guitar and coming mm-hmm. up with chord progressions and stuff like that. Yeah. Then I got out of treatment and went to... That was in 2015. went to the interagency Queen Anne site on top of Queen Anne, and yeah. I was... Um, introduced to a new crowd and I was like oh huh hip-hop is like a thing you know and of course I've had hip-hop influence yeah, like yeah. way earlier on too but it right. was more like that the community sense. I was around mm-hmm. so that's when the two kind of like clashed together yeah but that's so weird to me like I I I like Seattle music and I, I do this thing where I like generalize everything in a way like I like to say Seattle greater Seattle is Seattle yeah. I like to say the Seattle music scene versus Seattle hip hop, even mm. if my my podcast is called Hottest Hip Hop News and Sneaker Talk, you know? Uh-huh. But I just it's as always like interesting to me when like an artist like comes from out of town or anything, when they fall in love with hip hop when they come to Seattle because like it's Seattle. Like mm. they it's the underground yeah. scene's huge, but yeah. like you're not there's no one to really like <laughs> Look up to you. Who, who looks up to Sir Mix a lot right now? Uh, <laughs> man, he's dope, bro. He crushes you. He the, was at the Paramount show for the residency. Yeah, I bet he's a dope guy. But, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, for me, actually, I did have hella Seattle hip hop influence when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like the Grinch, um, Saulzilla, Nomads. Um, I think it was mainly those three. Right. But. I think 2011 or something, I went to a show at the Mopop, or it was EMP at yeah. the time, Sky Church, and that was like my first introduction to live hip-hop music, Yeah, and really gave me like a taste of this world, yeah. you know what I mean, this yeah. culture, and uh, yeah, but that is a good point though, like the underground scene isn't vast enough for people to recognize Seattle as a mm-hmm. hip-hop city, Yeah, you know, was that kind of what yeah. you were getting yeah. at? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Are you part of the like the underground scene like do you go to like these underground events and stuff at all i was at a show last night for uh lorelei and oh. uh anti spelled with a four and kid raya yeah kid raya dude, yeah. dude. <laughs> so three ali yeah, yeah i ran so i told you about his like music video shoot and mm-hmm. that like satanic literally i need to find yeah, that place yeah what is that i need to show you this place it's a really cool airbnb little thing but it's like mm-hmm. satanic as fuck but anyways Sketch. kid raya shows up to the event like right when i'm leaving and I look at him, and he looks at me, and I'm like, 
almost at the same time were like, I know you, I know you. Mm-hmm. And I played football with this kid in like eighth grade. <laughs> and I have never seen that guy since. And then I saw him like a week or two ago. Damn. And it's so funny because we both look exactly the same. That's hell Which funny. is funny because, so in the eighth grade, mm-hmm. I had this like huge afro, okay? And then I shaved it off in like ninth grade. And then in like 11th grade, I started growing it out again. Yeah. So now this has been like two years, you know? So the last time he saw me, I had poofy hair. Mm-hmm. And now that he saw me again, he's like, oh, you kept your poofy hair. Mm-hmm. Even though I shaved it off, but it's been such a big gap, which yeah. is really funny. Because you shaved it and then grew it to the yeah. same length. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's so interesting. Like, Because I grew up with him doing football, so I would have never expected to see that guy doing music. music yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, it's just... Seattle, the point of the matter is that Seattle's just booming with like these like passionate people about music and like music's such a way to express yourself mm-hmm. in art in general. Because music is art, mm-hmm. this is art, yeah, everything. Right <laughs> We're in an art gallery basically. Mm-hmm. I That's what I need to tap into. I need to tap into the art scene here. Yeah. But it's just, it's just weird. I would never expected that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is hella interesting. But it's just weird how, like Lorelai, I. I just interviewed her, right? Mm-hmm. But I had no idea she was like performing t- yesterday. Yeah. Even like so, how we need? I feel like yeah. Seattle needs to find a way to like. It's all about connecting with the artists, but also like connecting back to the fans. I don't feel like there's a hub in, at all, mm-hmm. unless you're connected with that artist. There's like no way you're gonna know they're like performing. Yeah, I think networking in Seattle is yeah. especially difficult. You know, trying to like actually build that fan base mm-hmm. and like get your name out there and mm-hmm. part of that relates back to that like seattle bitterness we were talking yeah. about about yeah. how people don't really want to reach out a hand because they're in their own zone which is mm. cool you know like get on top of your own shit and figure out what right. you're doing but when you have some assets that's where the fault comes right. you know like that's that's where you have the opportunity to reach out to somebody and be like hey right. like let me help you out yeah. you know like let me help you let me like uh social media networking yeah. or whatever if somebody is good at something and they know somebody else isn't good at something yeah like being able to be like hey i got this information here yeah. like let me share this with you but instead it's like i'm gonna keep this because like it's gonna make me blow up <laughs> you know like when in reality like people are gonna blow up based on like who they are and like what they're doing it's not like like I'm keeping this one like Spotify hack to myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're keeping that hack and it's not working for you, though, yeah, exactly. In general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny though. So you said you started music once when in rehab then, and mm-hmm. then once you got out. So now you're 20, right? 21. 21. Mm-hmm. So now you're too late to do the resin. It's like you can't yeah. do residency now. Yeah, I did it this last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just right in time. Yeah. So what are you doing now to like? work on your art and all that now i have a studio at crybaby studios up on capitol hill it's oh, okay. right next to rancho bravo or yeah. across the the whatever you call it that block yeah uh, and i've been having people from the residency and a bunch of different musicians come in and i'm yeah. recording them for free you know because oh, wow. i'm not because it's like i want to like represent what i'm talking yeah. about with that seattle bitterness thing like yeah i want to like be able to be an asset for people because even yeah. though i'm still like starting out wow. i'm not like fucking blown up but that's almost exactly the point like i'm not the shit and i know i'm not the yeah. shit like i make music and i enjoy the music i make yeah. but like having an ego around that is pointless you Dude, know yeah so i'm gonna just like invite people to my studio record them send them home with a mixed track and, yeah you know i just want to like give back to this community essentially yeah. 
I, I can see how people can have egos because mm-hmm. of just how Seattle's set up. <clears throat> yeah. But I've never firsthand seen it because no one, because I'm an opening, like, I'm a silly guy. I got yeah. movie yeah. hair, so people are, like, willing to talk to me and stuff. Uh-huh. That's, it's weird that it's, like, a truly, like, a thing, though, like, mm-hmm. how artists, do you think, there's is there a certain genre that you see is more clicky than others, or do you see it, because you're in a, you're, like, like, you, it's so cool though, cause you. I don't even know how to describe your music. It's just all like I said, yeah. indie trap. Mm-hmm. But you're like you're all over the place, which is yeah. dope. So you're. But once you're in that kind of mindset, that means you can work around with whoever. Yeah. Because you're not in a box at all. Mm-hmm. No way in form. Like, you can say you're not in a box if you're a rapper, but at the same time, you're in that rapper box at least. Yeah. There's different. I love that there's different subcategories to rap, mm-hmm. but you're still a rapper in the aspect, right? Yeah. But like, you're able to work with like all these different people, and you're from the residency, and there's like residency like supports different genres not just hip-hop right i think mm-hmm. well residency is mainly a hip-hop, hip-hop. but you know like zakari from like the did you listen to, like the love song with kendrick lamar and zakari as long Shit, as you man. love me yeah okay, of course <laughs> what what am i even saying like yeah. that guy like i like i guess r&b singers kind of fall into hip-hop in a way too yeah but yeah. do you see like a certain genre that's more like reserved than others in seattle i honestly think a lot of them are reserved in their own ways, hmm. if that makes sense. You know, yeah. like, it seems like they're all kind of clicky, but in a different way each. That's so funny. You know, because, like, maybe you have a rock band, and they're, like, they seem a lot more outgoing, and yeah. they're, like, performing at different venues and shit, but yeah. then when the show's over, they're just all back to themselves. They're, like, reclused or whatever, yeah. you know? But then, like, with hip-hop community, it's there's a lot of people who are very interactive and outgoing, yeah. You know, but then when it really comes down to something, they're like yeah. still set with their own inner circle, yeah. which I don't think is a really bad thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's good to keep the people close to you mm-hmm. and but keep the also, groupies over there. Ex- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, just like a little. Yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, but, that makes sense yeah. though. Like mm-hmm. everyone in their own right is kind of reserved. Yeah. That's very interesting though. Wow. Yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But what made you decide that you weren't going to be like that? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I don't know. I don't know if it's really much of like a conscious decision. Like I, so I was raised Quaker, like the Amish. <laughs> and, uh, so that that's already kind of like a, a giving nature. Yeah. Like, yeah. like in Quakerism, it's very like love thy neighbor. It's called Quakerism? <laughs> Quakerism. Quaker owns, y'all. <laughs> But it's like it's very like like love thy neighbor, help people where mm-hmm. they need help and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then like doing hella drugs and being around that community, <laughs> becoming a drug addict. So I was right. like um, smoking and selling crystal meth at fourteen right. years old. That's fucked. You know? Like yeah, it's super fucked. That's up. a thing. That's a big thing in Seattle though. Yeah, I'm not even. That's yeah, which is crazy. It's dark as fuck. But but anyways, like I've been like the amount of. Um, different lifestyles that I've lived is kind of fucking crazy. You know, like, I was raised as, like, a hella, like, sheltered, like, good little kid and then got hella into drugs and then went off to rehab, so I experienced, like, an institutional lifestyle. And there, being introduced to a a 12-step program, Mm -hmm. which I will not name in specific, but I'm imagining you could guess what it is. (laughs) Uh, So in, in this, like, program, it's very... One, one of the main principles, you could say, is to be of service. Yeah, so you're in all those different lifestyles, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, 
part of your journey. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, so I think like through like kind of the before and after, mm-hmm. like diving deep down into drug addiction, right. like the, a lot of the influences in this program that I'm in now and in Quakerism, right. you know, lead me to um, being a lot more open minded and having an urge to be of service and like help where I can and be. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know exactly because I'm I'm not too big on like talking up on myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're humble. Yeah, I guess. Be humble. Uh But do you think that was important to go through all that shit? Or if you can go back, do you wish you'd... Never. I would never go back. Wow. Do you think there's people that wish they could have? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, there's people out there who wish they could have. For me personally, I think that... I I don't want to be like everything happens for a reason. Right. But I know that reason can be found in anything. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, you can gain... Um, fucking growth. You, you can grow from anything that happens in your life. Like I a mean, marijuana plant. Yeah, like a marijuana plant. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like... I'm <laughs> dead. That's yeah. super funny, though. Yeah. But that's deep. I guess. Marijuana plants. <laughs> yeah, marijuana plants are hella deep. Like the, roots, <laughs> the roots go deep into the soil. Yes. Yeah. So is quick... God, you're the first Quaker, so I this is just something that's really intriguing me. <laughs> yeah. First Quaker on the podcast, guys. <laughs> hey, represent Q Town. What do you mean? <laughs> but is that like is it a is it like a denomination? Like is it like a Christian belief at all? I think or? it's Christian based. Like I yeah. I drifted away from it right. pretty tough when all that other shit started going down. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a sect of Christianity, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of like Christian Quakers, Buddhist Quakers, wow. there's atheist Quakers. Right. And, you know, it's like, yeah. it's mainly a lifestyle, I think, how I see it. Lifestyle. Right. You know, it's less like having a certain strict belief. Mm-hmm. Like, in a Quaker meeting, which is Quaker church, you yeah. just sit in a circle and sit in silence for 45 minutes. And then in the last 15 minutes, people will stand up and share on whatever they have got from their... Um, you could say higher power or you could use the time to meditate or if you call it God, then God, sure. Um, But pretty much people just stand up and say like what, yeah, what the light, that that's the Quaker term for it. What the light has made them say, you you know what I mean? If that makes any sense. That does. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of just like looking deep inside yourself or you could pray in the time or meditate or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And then, Share whatever's on your mind pretty much at the end. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know, there's a lot of different religious influences in Quakerism. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Right. You know, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Do you believe more in, I'm trying to figure this out, is there a difference between like the God and the universe? Hmm. Because I like to say hmm. like, the universe pays you back. I never say yeah. like, God pays you back. Yeah. But I guess like, I think, I like, like I said, that's so weird. I just realized that I'm such a generalistic type guy. Hmm. You know, it says for some things. Like when it's a bigger picture, I like to generalize yeah. it. Yeah. So I just know. I think I when I say the universe, I just think because I like because no one. I I think it's like the perfect example of saying that that's the higher power is like the universe. Yeah. I think it's as weird as it might sound. I think it's also kind of an individual thing. Yeah. You know, like different people can have a certain higher power that speaks mm-hmm. most to them. Yeah. You know, like for me personally, I was, so so get this, I was on the run in Tucson, Arizona, just smoked some meth, I was snorting it off this 24-hour recovery chip, like thinking I was fucking against the system and blah, 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 and then 
<laughs> I got some random sporadic ass urge to pray, and I like looked up at the sky and I regarded hope as a yeah. higher power. Yeah. So I was like, hope, please guide me. And there's been different times in my life where I've prayed to love, prayed to um, serenity, contentment, different like. Right. I think mainly on the emotion. Just line, not the devil. You know? Yeah, just not that <laughs> shit. Fuck that shit. No, I don't even know about like the evil side. I haven't thought yeah, too much. For I, me, that's just addiction. Yeah. You know? but, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. But you know, like I think for a higher power, it could be the universe if that's what speaks to you. It's yeah. it's really just any higher power that you can like believe in. You know, yeah. something that is greater than yourself that you can be like, hey, you're better than me. Like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? That makes sense. Yeah. So, what do you want to like? user platform for as you like continue mm. to grow as an artist because you've been through so many things yeah you went through quakerism yeah i went through quaker <laughs> that shit was tough man. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal but no for real i um with my music i tend to stress on a lot of the issues that i've had in my own life that yeah. a lot of people especially young men in society like don't want to talk about whatsoever you know like I want to get people to cry you know like yeah. I want to access people's real true emotions yeah uh, I have this song it's not going to be out for a minute but it's called Bloodlines and it's about my experience with self-harm and being locked up in institutions in right. a mental hospital right um and yeah it's really just like cutting deep no pun intended <laughs> 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 you know, but it's just me getting hella honest and talking about yeah. like, like the lengths that I've gone through pain and suffering and how wow. I've gotten out of it, you know, yeah. so that's kind of the message. I want to bring a light on shit that people are so reluctant to talk about. Yeah. Because they're scared e either like as a man, like, yeah, like I only feel yeah. fucking anger or happiness and that's it, mm -hmm. you know, because men don't want to talk about like being sad or like heartbroken or fucking suicidal or whatever yeah. it may be. Hmm. I want to like bring a light to what people refuse to talk about. Yeah, that's a big thing. That's yeah. Not, like a lot of people don't want to talk about that in their music. Exactly. Yeah, people uh, want to like the little pump blue face thing. Like the reason they blew up is because people don't want to talk about that shit. People want to get lit and have a fucking party and enjoy themselves. They don't want to like yeah. get vulnerable and actually address all of the bullshit that's constantly going on in their lives. Exactly, because everyone has something going on in their life. Mm -hmm. Every single person. You wow. Know, like. With even, with shit like um, self-harm, that, that is kind of like, like a lot of people know nothing about it, but mm -hmm. with thoughts related to self-harm, that's mm -hmm. something that everybody knows about. Right. Self-hatred. I can guarantee you, <clears throat> like, one in fucking, like, one person has experienced that. <laughs> one in <laughs> one. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's so fucking common. Like, yeah. people have, like, um, self-esteem issues. People have, like, all kinds of shit yeah. that they just refuse to talk about. Wow. You know, and they would just rather, like, right. gig the fuck out and, like, yeah. turn up music really loud and ignore it. Yeah. You know? So you can completely disagree with me on this, but I disagree with people that think this. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. But people, are, people like to say that the grunge scene here, or just, like, the fact that it's so, so rainy here, mm -hmm. affects how people feel. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really... I don't know. I How you feel, I think, honestly, really comes down to your support system and, like, your community. Yeah. And, like, hip-hop community, music community, whatever you like to call it. Any type yeah. of communi community, any type of support system is important. So you're saying, like, the, the Seattle Depression or yeah. Seattle Freeze or whatever yeah. it might be? I don't think... 
I think it all goes back to the individuality, but like even individuality comes in like groups. I kind of feel like I don't really think yeah. it. I don't think the rain really affects. I guess for some people, mm-hmm. but I think it all comes back to support and like the community that's really affects who you are. Like if you're in a fuck community, yeah. then you're gonna be fucked in a yeah. way. Well, I, I honestly think it really depends where you're at. Like yeah. on the individual thing, mm-hmm. like you can go anywhere in the fucking world thinking that that is going to make a difference in how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to get out of Seattle, so I'm going to go to Hawaii because it's hella sunny. Yeah. But that fucking, that inner feeling or whatever is fucking you up is going to follow you to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, you're going to be sitting on the sun and the beach maybe for a day and be like, wow, this is so nice. But maybe after that first day, all of that shit is going to come flo- flooding back because yeah. the distraction is over and you're like, these are my real fucking issues going on. So I think... With that Seattle thing, like, yeah. no matter if you're in Seattle, like, you're inside and it's raining outside, like, you can change that mindset. It's not, like, it's it's not on your community. It's not on mm-hmm. wherever you're at. It's on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. That does. Wow. So that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. I like your take. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some vital advice you have for up-and-coming Seattle artists, creators, mm. influencers? Don't be fucking bitter. Don't be fucking bitter. <laughs> yeah. Share whatever you have with whoever needs it. You know? Yes. Like we were talking about earlier, like if you have an expertise, show somebody how to do that. Don't be like, I'm going to keep this information for myself because I know I'm going to blow up. Like, yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. You know, share what you have. Share the you know, wealth. Be a fucking community. That That's the advice. Yes. Know? Be a community. Love thy neighbor. Yeah. Be a yeah. Quaker community. Be that's a what Quaker. <laughs> Quakerism. In this there we go. <laughs> yeah. Well. No, yeah, you know. <laughs> that's funny as fuck. Quaker. Quaker yeah. oats. Mm-mm-mm. Well. Praise be to oats. <laughs> this is DJ Blake and. Carter Costello. There we go. We are just did. <laughs> DJ Blake. Blake.